Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN. Okay, throughout the NFL preseason, the VSIN experts are busy evaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide is due out later this month. It's coming up, and we're going to help you get ahead of this upcoming NFL season. We get picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, also how to use the VSIN betting splits, very important, and football contest strategies. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and get your copy of the guide or take advantage of our football special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $199. You can sign up. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Jonathan Von Tobel, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money as we welcome you in. Week zero, I dug a little bit more into uh, Navy Notre Dame, and I'd like to discuss that with you boys coming up in just a little bit. We have a couple other games we're going to tackle from week zero. Some breaking news or news in general Looks like we have QB one down in Tampa, Jonathan, one preseason game to go. Bulls said, nah, let's do it now. Baker Mayfield is going to be your starter, which is interesting because Trask actually played very well his last time out, but Baker, the former number one overall pick in 18 is going to be your starter reaction here. Uh, I, I kind of don't get it in the sense that I thought starting Kyle Trask was a win-win in, in that if you start him and he's great, then maybe you have a young quarterback on your hands that you can develop. Correct. And if you start him and he's terrible, you could put yourself in position to maybe draft one of the top guys in this draft. And if things go well slash terribly, uh, maybe a shot at Caleb Williams at the top of the draft. So I'm kind of surprised. Like I figured they'd go the Texans route. You know, last year, Davis Mills, I didn't think many of us thought that he was going to be the guy, but roll him out for 17 games and see what you have in him. And they ultimately realized like, nah, it's not good enough. Let's go get CJ Stroud. I kind of thought that was going to be it. And to your point too, I mean, the last game, against New York, 20 to 28 PFF passing grade of 78 through a touchdown also committed a turnover worthy play, but had some good throws downfield. Like it wasn't awful. I'm somewhat surprised given that you kind of know what Baker Mayfield is at this point right now as a quarterback. You don't know what Kyle Trask is. Your logic makes way too much sense. You use equity, which is a draft pick on Trask. Why not figure it out? You know, Baker's not going to be the guy. You don't have a great roster. In fact, I think it's lofty at six and a half for the season win total. Yes, I understand the division, but big guy, it only makes sense. Now, this comes down to philosophy. Some franchises totally understand the concept of quote unquote tanking, which, and then some live on pride. And it looks like Tampa Bay is going into this thinking they have a shot maybe because of that weak division. I mean, you might as well preheat the oven and set the timer because Baker's about to bake down in Tampa. Like, oh, stop look, it. look, here's the problem. What's your best work? Here's the problem. Todd, right. Todd Bowles is a guy who can't afford to stink because nobody really wants him, right? Like, he can't afford a full rebuild because he will not be the head coach that benefits from that early pick. They will be so quick to bail on Todd Bowles, the least charismatic head coach of our lifetime. I don't even think it's a debate. He might be a defensive genius, but this is a weird situation for a team that's not expected to really compete like this is the worst spot you can be in you're a team that's not going to compete but you think you are that is a terrible place to be in the nfl yeah i mean i think maybe the division does make you feel like you have to and i would argue i would argue too like 
Skill position is not terrible. Defense by any stretch is not terrible. Not terrible. So, you know, in a in a division where realistically eight to nine wins can pay, probably give it to you, maybe you convince yourself that starting the veteran would get you there. But again, kind of like you're like you're going to be stuck in purgatory. Like, okay, what if you slug through this season, everything hits well, you go nine and eight, and then congratulations, you get eliminated by Team X in the first round. I, I just, I'm not sure what the real upside is, but I understand the upside of trying to see what the young guy is and then falling into a terrible, you know, into a top pick or they're playing 70 chess and Trask has actually been so much better than Baker Mayfield. They're like, we can't afford to start him and win games. We've got to put Mayfield in. Bear, hold on, bear, bear with, <laughs> bear with me. So. Bear, bear with me in fantasy land here. Just, just take a trip with me. Like pop a gummy. Let, let's, let's dream for a moment. Right. Ooh, I'm in. Is, is there a scenario? What Patrick reach for? Where? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Wait, why is he not on camera all of a sudden? Uh, where Baker Mayfield, the guy we saw early in his career, out of what is just absolute drama and chaos of the Cleveland Browns organization that we saw on short notice pop for a moment with the Rams last year, enters a situation where. He has the best weapons he's probably ever had offensively. It's probably the best defense he's ever had to work with. Is there any sliver of hope in this fantasy land that Baker Mayfield can lead the Tampa Bay Bucks to the NFC South title? Your brain just went to Baker cooking at Arrowhead a few years back with the potential to beat the Chiefs. Is that where your brain is going? I'm just saying there. He, he had moments. There's a sure. reason he was a number one pick. If they can scheme it up right with the weapons, with Evans and Godwin, they drafted Trey Palmer. They have the, the second-year tight end, Otten. Like, they have some Stop. options for Stop. him to do something. The division's Stop. horrible. <laughs> Y'all the, are crazy. The defense has got players, man. Defense has some players. Of course it does. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. It's just – with Baker Mayfield, when you watch him, the problem is just it's an accuracy thing. He actually doesn't really commit a ton mm -hmm. of turnover the plays. They're backbreaking at times, but he doesn't commit a ton of them. He like he'll generally take care of it. It's just that the ball is all over the place, and and I just wonder like I just what's the upside? Because I agree with you. You go back to what was that? It was 2020. He was awesome. He yeah. was brilliant. 30 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I thought great. they had their guy. He just doesn't like fans in the stands. Yeah. I think that's the issue. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was in the stands. There might not. So there might not be any in Tampa Bay this year. Remember the Ra Ayo, remember the Raiders needed it. It was SoFi late in the year. Oh, yeah. I was there with with Millie Lombardi. We had a great time and I'm sitting there watching the game and like that was the perfect setup. I know this sounds crazy, but hear me out. That was the perfect setup for Baker because he didn't have to think. He was an extension of McVay. McVay was literally I was watching it. McVay was saying like then do this, then do this. Like don't think Baker. Baker got off the plane 10 hours later. He was standing at SoFi and playing in a game like that's what Baker needs. Once Baker starts thinking and starts feeling himself, like being named QB one, and there's a whole season ahead of him, that's when Baker starts becoming Baker. But Baker thrown into a situation with nothing to lose, with McVay essentially puppeteering him, was the perfect spot for him. And he played not good. He played great in that game. I just think eight to one in the worst division out there where Derek Carr is leading the team that's the the biggest favorite. Desmond Ritter is the second shot on the board, and then you have the number one overall pick in Bryce Young, who, by the way, is running for his life in the preseason. I don't think it's totally insane. But that, By the way, they could be sub-500 and still win this division. But, so, back, but back to JVT's point, it is so specific. It's the sport. It's the sport. It's so specific. You have to find that quarterback. Why not at least figure out? Why did you use the capital on Trask? Mm -hmm. And to your point, I don't think they're pulling the okey-doke. Trask is too good. Right. We need to get a high draft pick. But I do like your angle. It, you have to find out what you have. Like, we know what we have with Baker. It is, it's a perplexing decision in my in my estimation here, Jonathan. But we're talking about this. I think Dustin's talking himself into the he Atlanta is. Falcons winning the him. NFC South. Like <laughs> no, like no, no, that's Tampa exactly Bay. what we're talking about here. No, I, I think Tampa Bay is better than the Atlanta Falcons, actually. Stop it. Now that I look at the roster, I think there's a chance this team sweeps I, Atlanta in the regular season. I think they're I think Atlanta is much better with its skill positions on offense, and I think Tampa Bay is better with its with this uh with its players on defense. I mean if Atlanta and can I control think... the clock in the triple option with Desmond Ritter and he only triple throws it option. three times, they got a chance. I think Atlanta, I think well, could we get a consensus here? I think a little bit more progressively coached. 
Yeah, yeah a little probably. Bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> probably just a tad. Yeah. So wait, let's think about it this way. Do we have, we don't have a QB1 in Houston yet, officially. Where else? What are we missing? We do, Tampa is settled. Um, we've settled Washington. Are we thinking like Houston needs to be named? Right. Bryce but, Young's been named Carolina. What are we missing? Colts, Richardson. He, Anything? Bryce, Bryce Young was named. I think, I think that, we're all set. I think that's everyone. Well, no, Arizona, we don't know Colt McCoy or. Uh, that's the assumption that yeah. Colt McCoy is going to be the guy, but there's nothing official. I think that's it. That's the last one. Yeah, I think we're set. It's, it's just interesting when I saw it. It's not necessarily a shock that Baker's going to be the starter oh. down in Tampa. Seattle. Seattle. Geno Smith, it's not a lock. You know, you never know. Well, he's not going to start the <laughs> yeah, whole year. I can Drew tell Locke, you that. Yeah, I was going to say Drew Locke might be pushing him. It's just interesting that Trask, who I clowned, and as just a guy, Trask actually played great his last time out. And then Bulls turns around and names Baker the starter. So six and a half. What are they in division? It sounds like you're getting, to one. You're getting, you're to getting one. lathered up for the Bucks in division, big guy. Eight to one is a crazy. The division stinks. It's a horrible division. They're not that bad to be eight to one comparatively. Like plus 120. Do you understand? Derek Carr is one of the great losers of our generation. And I mean that. I, I'm saying that in a positive light. He is a great loser. Like, <laughs> I still think he's likable. I, I still believe he has a chance to win games. And he does nothing but lose. And lose epically in big moments. Yet his team that he's just joining is plus 120 to, to win the division. I mean, it's a little strong. I don't think Derek Carr's ever lost to a guy who was on a team for only 10 hours. So, Hey, remember yesterday when during the break you guys were teaching me about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Derek Carr would have better answers than the two of you. I can guarantee you that. Oh, I'll put my knowledge up against anybody. <laughs> well, you were a little off on God. I'm not going to lie. When we come back, betting contest, sharp money. to be sin the Sports Betting Network. Who knew he didn't have a son? There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. 
They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, welcome back. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. John Von Model, Jonathan Von Tobel, of course. Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Farley's going to join now, NFL handicapper. FarleyBets.com. You can check out the podcast, Laying the Points. My man Chris Farley finished fifth in the 2021 Circa Millions contest, pulled in 114K, which ain't bad. And he says, hi. First off, we got to say this. Big football season ahead. You know how I can tell? Farley got a haircut. That's a clean cut, my friend. Yeah. got you. Well, it's the dog days of summer, too, as you know. So... Uh, I better, I better be buzzed and ready and prepped in any way that I can for this season. <laughs> Looking good. And you know, what's pretty cool. A little crossover here. You're getting involved in some DraftKings. DraftKings, They've scaled out their uh, tournaments this year. So if you want to get involved for 10 bucks, 50 bucks, 50,000, you're going to be involved in the main event, the ATS pool. And I think you said, how much is it to enter 500? Yeah, the main event is 500. That that's a it's a pretty wide disparity, isn't it, between 500 and 50,000? But hey, you got choices for all all types of sports bettors out there. So I'll I'll be in the 500 one, uh, at least one entry in that one. Not able to get out to the circuit this year. It's really heartbreaking. But you know, you you got to get to Vegas to enter that contest. So I, I have to be in a contest of some sort this year. It's DK. So, you know, Chris, we always talk about strategy, right, in these contests. But I'll ask you in this fashion, when does strategy kick in, right? Because I think at the beginning, it's easy to talk about strategy, but you just got to pick winners until a point. Then you can get strategic, right? Strategy doesn't come along until a little bit later, or maybe it comes earlier. Yeah, no, I think that's really sharp advice, right? You know, you just want to get off to a good start. Um, We know all the circa first-place finishers so far have hit around 70% ATS, which – (laughs) <laughs> if if that sounds or feels impossible, it, I mean, it is for most people, right? You need some luck. Um, but since that's the case, you're, you're talking, you need three out of five or four out of five, hopefully all five picks almost every single week. And if you get off to a rough start, you know, it's, I mean, really tough already to climb yourself out of there. So you just want to start strong. And since there are so many contestants now, right, the um, brand of Circa is certainly growing. The brand of DK is certainly growing there are going to be more contestants. So if you're at a good spot halfway through the season, I would say usually around halfway is when I start looking at, well, not only do I have to make the right picks, but I might consider some contrarian picks on top of it, right? Trying not to pick what the rest of the crowd is picking as well. Uh, So, you know, you, you do have to start to consider some of those contest strategy options as well, right? Because it's not just about winning. Well, you mentioned starting strong. You finished fifth in 2021. There were plenty of contestants that year. Can you walk us through the kind of stretch run? Because I would imagine you start to grip a little bit. You start to get a little nervous, maybe start to think what your competitors are going to do at that point. Can you walk us through the stretch run in 2021 when you finished fifth? Yeah, I believe we were in around 200th place. Uh, You know, don't quote me on this, but with a few weeks left, we were in about from 200 to 150, I believe, like in, in that range. Um, and something I've just been trying to tell people about betting in general, but especially if you're in a contest, as much as you want to go contrarian there at the end, stick with what you know. You know, I mean, it's very hard to have an expert's grasp on every NFL team, right? All 32 teams, everything about the locker room, offense, defense, coaches, even after all that, you know, a, pr- a pretty big sample size that at that point in the season. So we stuck to, you know, my buddy who joined it with me, he was an Eagles fan. I'm a Giants fan. We stuck to a lot of NFC East, uh, you know, stuck to the teams that we felt that we were stronger with at that point, you know, that we had uh, really solid power ratings based on results throughout the season. And we didn't really deviate, right? We kept on coming back to the same teams. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what those teams were. But, you know, at that point in the season, you should have a good self-awareness of where you've done well that season. What are, what are your tendencies? And then hopefully at the end, you kind of have an edge from that perspective because you're evaluating your own performance throughout the season and maybe some things you got wrong too and some teams you might want to avoid at the end. So um, that's what we did. You know, we didn't think as much contrarian that year. We just ended up getting a lot of four and ones and five and O's in those final weeks. 
Um, and, and also you need a little bit of luck guys. You, you always need a little bit of luck mm-hmm. down that stretch. I think, I think it was week, week 18, the bills were facing, I believe the jets at the time had no reason to cover, still covered that game. And that's pro I mean, that was probably a $50,000 difference for us. How, as the, as it went along and as you got deeper and you felt like you were going to get something out of this, whatever it was, how did the viewing habits change? Cause I, I actually placed <laughs> in a six week contest at one point, And by the time I got to the last week and I thought I was going to have a crack at like about $50,000 that week, I just sat in my room by myself and watched every single game that I had something on. Did the viewing habits change at all? Did you get more ornery as it went along? Cause you were actually in on something. Oh, it was, it was really nerve wracking. <laughs> um, I, I, I think yeah. we were at one or two bars pretty much every, every Sunday, you know, it was like our main spot. We stuck to it. Uh, I you know, can't say that we had our emotions in check the entire time. You know, I would say I've had some growth since then, as far as the emotional roller coaster that you could take yourself on, right? Cause in the, in the NFL, the volatility alone is going to create some losses. Uh, but no, you know, we didn't have, um, necessarily any routines in place as far as that goes, but we did always watch it together. I think that kind of increased the camaraderie. If you got people who support you, or if you're just in it by yourself, you could just be around people who know you and support you in the contest. Uh, I think that's a big, a big part of it. Cause it, it gets very nerve wracking there at the end. 114,000 kind of a game changer. Congratulations. Chris Farley joins us here at Farley bets, FarleyBets.com. Check out the podcast laying the points. Let's talk preseason. Cause you saw it last night. Howell and the starters for the commanders played a first half and you saw mostly second and third stringers for the Ravens. So it's interesting to kind of try to follow along with the strategy. Let's talk. You've got preseason week three strategy. Let's talk about that Farley. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say this to be completely honest. Week three is usually, I mean, since it's changed only three weeks, right? It used to be week four for me. Um, this is generally a week that I stay away from. Uh, you know, we've seen very similar results in the total so far, you know, week one average opening total 35.7 games, average 39 and a half week two average opening total went up a little bit. 38 games are still averaging 38.6. So that 35 to 40 range is very significant in the preseason. As far as totals go. I, I really don't know which way to look this week, right? It's probably going to fall within that range again, but we saw I mean, last night, that was what a 55 point game or so um, 56, 57, something like that. Um, you know, but you, you do see some ranges in there in, in general. I think the motivation is, is a lot harder at this point, right? Week two has that very obvious angle teams, maybe that lost in the previous week, or maybe a unit that didn't play well, or a quarterback didn't that, didn't play well. That's competing for a spot. Maybe you can expect some more motivation there, more reason for them to perform well week three at this point in the NFL season, these, these players and teams are thinking about week one staying healthy. So in general, I stay away from it. Uh, I'll say this, some inflated lines, right? 49ers minus seven at home against the chargers Jaguars minus seven at home against the dolphins Broncos minus six at home against the Rams. I mean, I understand all, all those lines. Um, and you know, some have gone up a little bit, right? Sharps maybe like those lines. Uh, that's a lot of points in the preseason, you know, one and two are bigger key numbers than in the regular season. So I, I usually lean towards those sides, but not too many bets for me in the final week of the preseason, just because of what's about to come, right? Wait, motivation has to wane at least a little bit. Chris, really quick, going back to your contest, you said you do it with a group of friends. I used to do it with my buddy. That's not happening anymore. It just, it's just me at this point, but uh, you know, I definitely leverage as much information as I can from others along well, the way. Cause I was curious, you know, the, the years that you did it with somebody, what's the dynamic like, right? You know, when you're talking about yeah. five selections with two guys, what are those conversations? You know, when <laughs> one or two goes on a cold streak, how you handle it. Cause that the, the dynamic of adding somebody always fascinates me. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, fully transparent last year, we entered circuit together too, and it didn't, it didn't work out. I mean, guy's not even my friend anymore, to be honest. So I, you know, this is, I mean, it's big money at stake, right? So at the time in 2021, we, we had such great chemistry. I think we both respected each other. Uh, Some weeks, you know, maybe he had three out of the five um, picks as far as confidence goes, you know, some weeks I had more, Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of listening and you have to, I mean, the NFL is a contrarian league, right? Like it's week to week everybody kind of overreacts. Um, so you have to be open and you have to take those games that are really tough to take. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's tough to take a 13 point favorite, you know, sometimes, but 
those have hit a lot, you know, in previous seasons, things like that. We weren't afraid to hit on contrarian lines. And at least at that point, um, we got along really well and we listened to each other and we had the same meeting every single week, twice a week, actually, uh, where we had as long of a discussion as we needed to have. So, um, you know, get be with somebody who respects you, vice versa, and that there's high chemistry with. It's big money on the table there, JVT. Emotions get involved. And That's why I do it Farley's by myself. He's a pretty laid-back dude. Right, so Far, you see, hey, can you uh, you want to do another segment with us? Because you got week one bets that we, we I want to get to as well. You got time, Farley? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, just quickly before we go to break, just to put into context, Jonathan and, and Chris, like you're talking about 70% winners. I think it was... You know, maybe it was Billy Walters recently that said, look, if you're hitting 56, 57 percent in a football season, you had a hell of a year. And I'm talking hell of a year. There's so many new content providers that jump in and say, I'm hitting 65. I'm hitting 70 percent. First off, no, you're not. And then, Jonathan, just to top it off, if you're just consistently getting a little over that 55 into 56, 57 and you're placing a lot of bets, you're doing a hell of a job and making some cash. Yeah, right. And that's what that's what Farley was talking about in terms of these winners. Like, it's insane watching some of these guys go and gals and go off at like a 71% clip over the course of an entire regular season and five picks a week. That's the other part. (laughs) It's intimidating. Chris 70% is wild. What did you hit when you finished fifth? We were uh, 68% that year. So, so close to that 70% mark. I think that would have um, placed us in like second or third last season. Right. So you never know how high a certain mark is going to get you, but I'll, I'll, I'll just end with this. Make sure you're having fun too. Right. Expect to lose. I know the Las Vegas Chris says that all the time, too. It's, a, it's really smart advice. Expect that your money's okay. going to go away. Have fun. Hope for the best. 68%. My goodness. Finishes fifth. Chris Farley, professional handicapper. FarleyBets.com. Laying the points is the pod, and we're coming back. He's got some week one and week two bets in the NFL. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Check out the splits every 10 minutes, updated straight from DraftKings, money and bets for every game. Again, updated every 10 minutes. Today's games and future events as well. It's our most popular option over at VSIN.com. That's the betting splits. Make sure you check them out today. VSIN.com slash subscribe. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm Patrick Maher. Dustin Sweetelson, of course. Chris Farley joins us, NFL handicapper. Farleybets.com. Make sure you check out the podcast, Lane the Points. Of course, we were just talking so much about the contest, so we wanted to bring them back for another segment to talk about week one and week two bets in the NFL. Finish fifth in 2021, circa millions. Great job. Um, first off, before we get into week one, what did you think about the two teams we saw last night? The commanders, as you know, are sitting six and a half as far as the win total. Uh, the Howell question continues, but it's a loaded roster defensively. Have skill. The offensive line is a question. Where are you at on this commanders team? I I think the commanders might be feisty just because of the energy that has to be with that franchise now, right? Like we we saw it last night. Now you know it's not like the uh, crowd was filled to capacity or anything. But, uh, you know, I think this is a team that can finally turn a corner, right? The Dan Snyder era is over. Uh, they have a new young quarterback, a Sam Howell, who looks pretty darn good in the preseason. I mean, I love the way that Jake Fromm fought last night. I, I put a live bet on the Commanders plus 200, so I was pretty happy to see them win it at the end. Um, it, it, it's just a team that maybe, you know, it, it feels like their DNA changed a little bit, right? Like now there's a new excitement, a new freedom in the room. You've heard guys like Chase Young talk about that, how they just, there's just a different feel to anything to to everything there. There's more positivity. You like that for an organization. Uh, I, I, I question Ron Rivera, like as a coach at this point, sometimes it doesn't seem like he's all that invested to be honest with you. You know, some of his messaging at the um, press conferences and whatnot, but uh, this is a very talented team. I think that's a top five front seven in the NFL, as far as their defense goes. Uh, and you know, we'll see what they can do on offense, but they have plenty of talent. If, if Sam Howell is kind of like the green Bay Packers, in my opinion, right? If, if Sam Howell can bring some steady play at quarterback, this is a good roster that can win and certainly cover ATS. Well, from a win total standpoint, that was the thing that we discussed a lot yesterday, six and a half. Where do you, where would you go on, on uh, six and a half? Yeah, it's it, that one's really tough for me just because of the division itself. I mean, I, yep. I expect the Eagles to regress a little bit. 
Um, you know, just because their schedule is harder, right? They did lose Shane Steichen, right? They lost a defensive coordinator, some linebackers. I actually love the Cowboys this season in the NFC East. And as a Giants fan, that's not easy for me to say. But, you know, there, there's a lot of buy signs on the Giants right now, too, right? I mean, Dayball, everyone wants to play for Dayball. Uh, clearly, he's he's a great coach, our already one coach of the year. Daniel Jones is looking good in the preseason. They have more weapons on offense. And I think they could have a top five defensive line. So it, it's it's just a tough division. I think six and a half is right. I could see it. I could see it going either way. Um, I, I haven't touched that win total just because it's it's a tough one. Well, you do love Dallas. Let's start with Dallas at the Giants because you're taking the three and a half with the G-men in week one. Let's discuss it. Yeah, I mean, first of all, right, you, uh, as, a, as, a, as a sports better, you have to recognize the three in the NFL, right? That, that's still the most prominent key number out there. And these, these are two teams I'm taking in week one. I'll talk about the Giants first, a home dog, and you're getting that hook at three and a half. You know, one of the things you want to try and do as a better just in general is always look for opportunities to middle. Um, if the Giants continue to look as good as they have in the preseason, especially in week two, I, th I think it's realistic that maybe we get a three here. I don't know if we get a two and a half, uh, you know, but maybe we get a three. Um, and th this is an NFC East battle, right? The Giants are at home for what it's worth. The Cowboys have not won a week one game since 2019. Of course, they faced the Bucks two years in a row. Uh, so they've seen a lot of Tom Brady recently, but um, you know, at home, the giants NFCs with the way they're coached, I don't necessarily think that they're going to win this game, but I think that hook means a lot. Uh, you know, we've seen them battle closely with the Cowboys recently. Uh, I, I do think the Cowboys are the better team, but week one is always an anomaly in the sense that all these teams consider themselves even right. They all have hope. So you see teams fight really hard that after week one, might might not look so good, right? And I don't think that's necessarily going to be the Giants. I think they're a good team, but you're giving the Giants at home three and a half points with that hook over the three. Just, you know, from pure numbers and what we see data-wise in the NFL, I think it's a smart play. All right, so I'm a Colts fan. Uh, I do enjoy the selection here. So walk us through why Indianapolis is live against Jacksonville in week one. It's it's scary, right? Because I mean, you got a rookie coach, a yep. rookie quarterback, and Anthony Richardson uh, a lot of unknowns there, but you still have a very talented Colts roster in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, I would argue their defense, there's still a lot of parts there that they can improve on and work on and, and, you know, just become a better all around team. And you see this tape from Anthony Richardson. If this guy can just not turn over the ball, his athletic ability, his arm strength and ability, th this game means a lot uh, to the Colts as an organization, I think, right? The Jaguars surged last season in the AFC uh, South you know, made the playoffs, won a playoff game, and Trevor Lawrence destroyed the Colts last year in two games. This is their week one opener. It's going to be a big deal for the Colts. And again, you're getting three and a half here, right? So do I think the Colts, especially this season, are on the same level as the Jaguars? I do not. But week one is is uh, almost always an aberration compared to the rest of the season as far as how you see these teams stack up against better teams. Again, that hook, the three, a key number. Giants and Colts at home, three and a half point dogs. I just, uh, it, it's one of those bets that seems so gross and so scary, but as a pro, you just kind of have to take it. And week one is such a vacuum. Jonathan, I'll start with you here. I think Farley said it well, it, it, equal playing, the season starts to, you know, even out as far as who's legit and who's not. But week one, it's just completely different. It's a total vacuum week. Let's go back. I think it's now three years. We'll use the same matchup. Uh, I had Brent Musburger almost cursing me out after he used his survivor entry on the Jacksonville Jaguars, or excuse me, the Indianapolis yes. Colts, uh, when yes. they were like eight-point favorites against Jacksonville Jaguars, and they lost week one. So, like, to your point, like it, it creates some madness because you do get time to get ready. You don't, you like, while your divisional opponents, there are changes to the roster that you don't really know quite yet. Anthony Richardson is a wild card because you don't know how he's going to play. No, I agree. Like, week one can get nuts sometimes. Such a vacuum. It's, it's, yeah, it's, we, it's really – go ahead, Farley. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, we, you know, we've seen Shane Steichen, right? I mean, I, this is the first time as a head coach, yep. but he vastly improved Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. I mean, you got to think he had some kind of effect there. I think he can make Anthony Richardson into at least a serviceable rookie quarterback. And with all the skill that that kid has, yeah, they just need to stay in this game. You know, just, it feels like a field goal for me. I, I'll give you a team 
and just as this is random about a quarterback potentially getting better. And it's a guy that we already love. And that's Herbert JBT. I'll start with you losing Lombardi, who is terrible as an OC. We're not talking about our guy, Michael. We're talking about the nephew of, and that is Joe Lombardi. And he is a terrible play caller in comes Kellen Moore. I think that's going to be a miss for the Cowboys. I think Kellen Moore is legit as far as an OC and he's super young. I think Herbert, let's talk about that division. Obviously the chiefs, a dollar 65 JBT, the chargers plus three forty. But I think the offense gets better this year with Kellen Moore. Yeah, the, the Chargers are going to be my guilty pleasure because I, I, I agree. And if Kellen Moore is going to increase that average depth of target and allow Justin Herbert to uncork that arm that he's got and start to take some shots downfield and get a little bit more aggressive and open this offense up, I, I think the uh, barring health, because health has been an issue for the Chargers in years past, I think the sky's the limit for that team. And I would go contrarian here, I guess. So this is a hot take. And if Brandon Staley goes back to form in that he's actually taking the right yes. risks and trying to increase win probability and doing what he did that made so many people upset. I think if you put all those things together, this could be a team that like the finally the off season in which the, the hype is somewhat quiet on the chargers. I think this is the year to kind of buy in nine and a half Farley win total for the chargers over at DraftKings. your thoughts. I think that number is right too, but I'll say this about the chargers, right? They, they were a terrible ATS team two years ago. They were a winning ATS team last year. Uh, and you know, Kellen Moore, I just think he needs to transfer everything he did for the Cowboys. Just bring it right over to the chargers, right? Cause you saw it, it was almost like there was too much creativity or too much expected of Dak, which I know is crazy to say, you know, Dallas Cowboys quarterback is getting paid well, but all those things are going to translate better in Justin Herbert's arm and his arm talent. Uh, if, you know, if their coach over there for the chargers, if he can just focus on defense and the team now, all of a sudden, Brandon Staley, I think, I think the chargers in general, they have a winning recipe because you know, he, I don't know how involved he should even be in the offense as it is. So Justin Herbert getting more support, more creativity. I think that's a scary thing. And I, I love the way they played the chiefs, right? Who's the only team in the NFL every year that's in the super bowl race. The Kansas City Chiefs Chargers are not afraid of them. Played them really close last year. Could be an interesting year for the Chargers. I would lean to an over, but I can't take an over at nine and a half. It's going to be a great season. We look forward to talking to you throughout and talking contest strategy as well. Chris Farley, NFL handicapper. You can find him on Twitter at Farley Bets. You can check out the podcast, Laying the Points, and the website FarleyBets.com. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you. Thanks so much, guys. See you soon. Thanks, man. Okay. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Coming up next, and JBT, I think you're into it. Appreciate it, guys. And thank that you. is, m- m- thank you, buddy. Uh, Inner and Messi just yeah. won League's Cup. So, again, they're going to Apple Cup now, so they haven't even, Messi hasn't even played a proper MLS match. Our next guest was there in Nashville for the League's Cup final. His name is Braden Gall, Athlon Sports, so we'll talk to him about that. And a little college football next here, Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. 
Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, football is ready to kick off, and VSIN has everything you need to make this a successful season. Our college football betting guide features best bets from writers and on air personalities, along with all 133 FBS teams previewed. Our NFL betting guide will help you tackle the upcoming season. Get in-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, proprietary betting trends, plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Remember, when you do, if you use the promo code BILLY, you get a free copy of Billy Walter's new book. So make sure you check that out as well. Jonathan Von Tobel, I'm Patrick Maher. We've got Adam Burke coming up at the top of the hour. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson as well producing uh, but Braden Gall joins us for another segment. He humored us with the messy talk. So now we get the football. Of course, you can check him out. ESPN radio 440 sports owner, the podcast SEC football live, a football show as well, which covers the Titans, which leads us to my first question. And that is about the Titans. You always start the conversation with Brable. Everybody nationally loves the coach, uh, but let's talk about the team. I'll set you up on the season win total, but I just would love to hear from you a preview on the Titans forthcoming year. Well, I, I think they're, they're doing the rebuild on the fly. I think Mike Vrabel is worth at least a win. If not two, I think he's one of the top five, six, seven coaches in the in the, in the league that they are a better roster than they were last year. They've had two seasons of the worst injury luck. One of which was the worst in NFL history. So you'd have to think that would swing back the other direction. Although, Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips both banged up already at wide receiver, but they have hop Deandre Hopkins. So I think they're in better situation. The offensive line is better. Ryan Tannehill is, is actually a little undervalued. I think in terms of his production, he's been a top eight passer in terms of all the adjusted efficiency metrics since he took the starting job in 2019, all of that to say, are they one of the best teams in the AFC? No. Are, are they capable of winning the division? Absolutely. They almost did it on the road against Jacksonville with a quarterback they signed off the street eight days before Josh Dobbs. So if they can do that, then I think they can absolutely win the division. Is it going to happen? I have no idea, but I think they're, I would consider them, uh, them and Jacksonville basically tied atop the AFC South. And it's probably going to come down to who wins those two games. What does the worst version of Tennessee, like the, everything goes wrong for them this season, what does that look like? Because I, I bet two things, I bet two teams in terms of worst record, and the long shot I took was the Tennessee Titans because I feel like there's a universe in which you're getting a lot more Will Levis than you really wanted and whatnot, and that turns into a pretty poor record. What do you make of what the worst version of Tennessee looks like? I mean, I, that would require Ryan Tannehill's severe injury. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Ryan Tannehill, the, the, the beauty of the rebuild on the fly, which is sort of the, the model in the NFL, right, is you don't have to suck for like four years to right. – to get better. You can do it very, very quickly. That's the entire point of the NFL. And like Ryan Tannehill is scheduled to be the starter for 17 games. And if he is the starter for 17 games with that defensive line, the, one of the best in the NFL with that head coach. I mean, I think you saw some of the worst possible case scenario last year. Again, Ryan Tannehill missed a bunch of time. They had to start a rookie quarterback in Malik Willis that wasn't ready yet. And they were one of the most injured teams in the NFL. I, I don't know how it repeats that like three years in a row. Sure. They lost Eric Henry the year before that. So I, 
I think your your you know even your worst case scenario I think is like seven wins. So I, I, I Mike Vrabel keeps this team from being terrible. That that's the bottom line. They have a great defensive line, and they have Mike Vrabel. And right now, they have a veteran quarterback in the worst division maybe in in all of football with two other rookie quarterbacks. I, I would worst case scenario I think is that six seven win range, and that's if everything goes terribly wrong. We know the conversation as far as devaluing the position, but there's sentiment associated with Derrick Henry in Tennessee. That would be my assumption. What's the greater conversation about the running back there with the Titans? Uh, I think he's a human genetic experiment playing out before our very eyes. Like NFL defenses are undefeated against the human body. Derrick Henry is a pretty rare human body. Uh, So I think would Titans fans like to see him stay here Yes. Were there some trade talks at, at the combine about moving him? Yes. Is it worth it to acquire him for what they want? No, which is why he is running the football for the Tennessee Titans. Even with a season where he was out for half the year, the guy averages like 300 carries and 1200 yards per season. So he, they want him to get to the 10,000 yard mark this year, which he'll do pretty easily. He'll take every single franchise record this year. But I would say much like with Ryan Tannehill, it's not about the position as much as it is about the age. And I think Tannehill and Henry, this is probably their last run with the Tennessee Titans. Does it mean Henry retires? I wouldn't be surprised knowing his personality and how kind of relaxed and how much his family matters to him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Henry retired after this season, but he's also in one of the most spectacular human specimens I have ever been around. Like just from a physicality standpoint, he is still in like peak physical form. He's like 29 and he's still the size of like a small garbage truck. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he's going to test out that theory on on hum- the human body versus NFL defenses. I think Derrick Henry is going to give it a test. Patrick, can I transition to college football? Of course. So I'm really curious about uh, about Vandy overall and uh, what we're going to see from this. But first off, before we get to the season-long stuff, is this construction going to be done at the stadium? What's going on here? <laughs> Uh, yeah, when it's supposed to be, which I think is like 2025 20, or okay. six or something like that. By the way, let's get to the important stuff uh, that I care about with Vanderbilt. It's a sentence no one I think has ever said in in, in the human history. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, I, listen, the stadium is what it is. Like James Franklin was winning nine games here and he was begging people to come out. They couldn't fill 39,000 seats and they were a nine win team with the best coach in school history. It's just a tough fan base to sell to. And so they, they knocked down the South end zone. It's now like 28,000 and it's still probably going to be about 28,000 people in the stands like there was last year. So I don't, it's, it is what it is. I think Vanderbilt fans are excited that they're actually investing money Uh, for the first time. They have 4 billion in endowment. They could have done this a long time ago and they just now are getting around to realizing that, Oh, Oh, we need to pretend to be a very competitive big time sec football program. If in 2032, there's a large breakaway, if we want to be included in that, you know, breakaway coming in, in college football. So uh, take the three and a half over. I like the over on the win total. They got much better last year. They're going to keep getting better this year. Are they a really relevant team in the SEC? Probably not, but I do like uh, I do like the over three and a half for sure this year. Tennessee's relevant, so let's discuss. Joe Milton, the arm is ridiculous. The accuracy is a question. Braden, Tennessee right now, DraftKings, nine and a half. However, you got to pay $1.80 to go under. So let's call it nine. Nine, nine and a half on the season win total for your volunteers. What do you got? Yeah, I, I would take the under as well. I think I have the under nine and a half. I got that a little earlier, so I might've got some better odds on that. Uh, but I would, I would go under, I just think, you know, Hendon hooker put the best season together in school history last year. I think it's just unfair to ask Hendon to ask Joe Milton to do the same thing. A guy who's never really been a, a, a starting quarterback. Now they are, they have elite weapons at wide receiver. Josh Heupel's system is incredibly uh, quarterback friendly. They're going to score a boatload of points. Joe Milton's going to score a boatload of quote unquote fantasy points. They're going to run up the score on bad teams. Can he beat the good teams? I think that's a huge question mark. And I I think again, Joe Milton could be the most productive sec quarterback from a statistical standpoint and Tennessee could be a game or two worse. So at Kentucky, at Florida, at Alabama, Georgia, there's A&M I think is a really tough game as well. I, I think nine and three would be about right. I would actually probably go eight and four. Did you do any journalistic uh, investigation into the field that Joe Milton threw that orange down on? Because I, I think that was only an 80-yard field, right? <laughs> that was not a 100-yard field that he threw the orange. Uh, I've, I've invested all off-season resources to figuring out the length of the field. Okay. Yes. Right. That's, that's the entire budget. We blew the whole wad. <laughs> 
What has Heupel meant to the program? It's not just him. I think it's Danny White, the athletic director, Dondi Plowman, the, the administrator. This is what, what makes Alabama special. It's what makes Georgia special. It's what makes Ohio State special. Um, it's about alignment, and they got the right person in charge of the university, the right person in charge of the athletic department, and then hired the right coach. I, I still think there are questions about can you win a national championship with this particular system? I think that you have to beat Bama and Georgia routinely, and now you're going to add Texas and Oklahoma to the schedule. I think those are real questions, but I, th- but I think he's a, a very high level. He's got a high floor as a coach. And so if he's going to be eight and four, nine and three every year, can they pop up and do what they did last year every now and then? Yeah. The question is, can you do it every year and be on the same level as Georgia and Alabama? And I just don't think we know the answer to that question yet. Not with LSU, with Brian Kelly being really, really good. Texas A&M's recruiting like crazy. I, I just, it, he's got to keep recruiting, which he has done well, but to talk about what it means, 72,000 season tickets sold for Tennessee football. That, that's all you need to know about what he means to the university. Do the people of Nashville like or loathe being the new Austin? It's the hottest city on the planet. Do you like it or hate it? Uh, I moved here actually in 96 from Austin. Um, I, I miss the grungy, gritty clubs I used to go to when I was single. You know, uh, there was an old, gritty, dirty Nashville coolness to it. It's way slicker and sleeker, but we've made a lot of money on it. <laughs> so maybe we like it. Maybe we don't. I think it depends on what side of the bed you wake up on. You went from grimy clubs to teaching your wife about messy. You've you've made a great step you, in hey, life. That's, that's, Bra- <laughs> that's Braden Gall, of course. Uh, 440 Sports, ESPN Radio, SEC Football Live, a football show which covers the Titans is the pod. Thank you, Braden. Appreciate you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.